Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I am super excited about episode 34 because we have an inspirational woman coming on the show that has so much amazing information that you're all going to learn from and insight about clean eating and the language we use today. Oh my gosh, I just love it. So before we get into that, I wanted to mention something really awesome going on called Primal 90 Sessions. I don't know if you guys ever signed up for those conferences, like the online conferences that are for um, wellness and paleo and nutrition and all that fun stuff, but this is kind of like a conference, but so much better. Starting February 1st, there are going to be interviews with um, some of the top wellness professionals being released every single day, only one interview per day. So it's going to be really easy to catch all the interviews, listen to all of the interviews that you want to listen to. It's not going to be frustrating because a lot of times with these conferences, there's like 15 interviews in one day and there's no time to get it all in 24 hours, but... With Primal 90 Sessions, you're going to have these interviews to listen to every single day, and then you'll get an email with the interview of the day sent to you, so it's super easy, convenient. It's um, probably one of the coolest things that I've heard of in quite a while, and I think that y'all will really enjoy it. Some of the things you'll learn about are like um, cheat meals, kind of the stuff we're going to talk about today, how to fix your metabolism, how to stop self-sabotaging how to cure PCOS, adrenal fatigue, um, the importance of just nutrient-dense real food. But I wouldn't be recommending this if I really didn't think that it was beneficial because if I thought it was another um, conference that was just shoving information down your throat about this diet or this diet, I don't think that I would – I definitely know that I wouldn't recommend it. And this isn't like that at all. This is truly going to be information-packed with balanced stuff. So – you guys, go check it out. The link to it will be on the show notes for this podcast, mindbodymusings.com slash emily-jean. So go there. You'll see the link to this, and you can check it out. Sign up for it. Remember, it starts February 1st, so you want to get signed up soon. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention is just that I am in Kauai right now, which is freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm in Kauai. Yesterday morning, I woke up in Boulder, and then I went to bed in Kauai. Hawaii. Kauai, Hawaii. It's ridiculous. It's so exciting. And I'm actually here with the Primal Toad. If you know who he is, he is the travel hacking genius, um, the minimalist guy in the paleo uh, industry, and... It's really awesome. He's really level-headed, and I'm here chilling with him, working on entrepreneur business stuff, and we're about to go to the beach, and Toad wants to say hi. Hi, everyone. Aloha. This is Toad here. Really excited about my upcoming travel hacking book, which will be free on Amazon soon. So go to my site, as Madeline mentioned, primaltoad.com, and uh, you'll learn when... New stuff is coming out. Used to be a paleo blogger, but kind of getting away from that a little bit, thanks to people like Madeline. Yeah, so when I say in the paleo industry, it's like paleo industry. Like, I'm in the paleo industry, but we're not paleo. We're just in the... Does that make sense? Community. We're just, we're just hanging we're around. We're in the community. Because we love everybody, and it's fun. So we're in the community. Um, yeah, go check out his site. It's got a lot of amazing stuff. One of his best articles is called Why I Eat Grains. What is it called? 
Oh, why I eat dairy and grains? Why I eat dairy and grains. So go check that out. I love it. Um, head to the show notes for this podcast to check out Primal 90 Sessions. And let's go head on over to the show. You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today's guest is nothing short of amazing. I first stumbled upon her work through another body positive speaker who I greatly admired, and since then I've kept up with her words, insight, and incredible likability. Emily Jean is a certified holistic health coach who's passionate about working with women to heal their relationships with food, movement, and their bodies. Together, she helps them create balance throughout their lives so they can start living and loving life right now instead of always planning for when I lose 15 pounds. I love that message so much. So let's go ahead and get started with this conversation. Hey, Emily, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's so great that you're here today. Like I just, ever since I've been, I read that one article that you wrote that, <laughs> uh, what's it called? When you eat all the things, I was just like, that's a great title. What happens when you eat all the things? And then I read it and I was like, this is so true. So true. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that came to me the day after Thanksgiving when I was surrounded by family and, you know, hearing the talk that comes the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a definitely inspired post by my uh, environment, if you will. (laughs) I I can imagine those are always the best. So go ahead and give us some insight in your background. What's your story like? Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, like we were saying, you know, before we jumped on here, I think we have kind of a similar background in some ways. Um, definitely, you know, interest in the nutrition field was um, part of that, but it started, you know, way before. Um, growing up, I actually, um, I, I've really experienced a lot with fighting and kind of being at war with my body. It started really young. You know, I also wrote a post out there about um, the day I knew I was a fat girl. And that for me was, um, you know, a yearly physical that I went in and, you know, my doctor showing me I'm that, you know, big red dot outside of the quote unquote normal curve. And, um, and so that for me triggered a lot of, um, you know, subsequent actions and thoughts and um, that, that just basic war that I felt um, kind of continued for about 16 years, resulting in a lot of dieting, a lot of binging, a lot of body hatred. Um, movement in a way that actually wasn't all that fun for me, but what I thought I, you know, had to do or should be doing. Um, and so that, you know, that that was a big part of my story throughout, um, you know, middle school, high school, into college and out of college. And, um, you know, a few years ago, I... I actually went on yet another diet, but it was a little bit different in the way that, you know, it definitely had more of a focus on cooking for yourself and more whole foods. Um, It was still extremely restrictive and, um, you know, something that was not sustainable in a way, but it definitely opened my eyes to what 
whole foods can do. And the idea of, you know, oh, cooking your own meals is actually something that can be kind of fun and good to do. Uh, so that for me started on a new path of kind of exploring what, you know, food, how it can interact in my life in, in a different way. And, and after that, I found my way into the world of paleo and, um, got really deeply involved with the community there. Um, and and that provided a new lens for me, I think. Um, in a lot of ways, it was super, super positive for um, me to really to get out of what I thought was the diet mentality and into, again, coming from a place of being um, more holistic focused, I suppose. Um, but at the same time, after a while, I realized that paleo for me was yet another diet because it was yet another way for me to try and change my body force my body into something else that it, you know, may not naturally be. And um, overall, it was just, yeah, just putting more rules on myself. So from there, I then, um, I kind of gave up dieting is what it comes down to. Um, and all along this time, you know, I've, I'm getting my um, certified holistic health coach um, certification and kind of exploring what coaching looks like in that regard and and morphing my ideas as I kind of go along and but yeah when I when I just ditched dieting that was um, a big turning point for me and it's something I'm still exploring honestly but I'm um, it feels a lot better <laughs> than what I've experienced in the past and being able to share that with other women has been really really profound for me and I yeah I don't know I think there's a lot to explore in our relationships to food and our body and it you know the saying uh, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything and um, that's what I love to kind of talk about and explore and you know help other women dive deeper into because it's been a really um, powerful experience for me to say the least. <laughs> yeah, such an amazing story. So rewinding and going back to when you said that you were the day that you discovered you were a fat girl. And I, I'm just really, I'm really curious about your thoughts on, so along with the whole self-acceptance thing that's been going on more recently, you know, yeah. people are starting to promote self-acceptance. And like here and there, I see <clears throat> posts that say like fat acceptance. Yeah. Now this word fat, like I, 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 I want to know how you feel about it. Do you feel like fat is just something that we should, we should say, like, that's a fine word. It's our <laughs> thoughts about fat that needs to change. Mm -hmm. Or is it the language, like the actual word fat and skinny, do those need to disappear altogether? Oh, I love this question because this is, it's so funny that you bring this up because I was actually thinking about it today and kind of hoping we would talk about it. <laughs> uh, so this is great. Yeah. I think that the word fat has so much history to it. And the difficult part about that specific word, I think, in, in my mind at least, is that it can mean at least two different things. One being fat as a macronutrient, right? And one being this description of a human body. And I, I honestly have a hard time seeing how we can have those two words coexist and, and keep them um, both uh, maybe not even positive, but neutral, honestly. Um, and so, you know, can the words fat and skinny actually, you know, should they just disappear or whatever? I... In some ways, I, I want to say yes. Just you know, get them out of the get them out of our vocabulary because 
there's so much, yeah, history and so much uh, emotion behind them, I think. Um, but I, I can't say that I have an answer for what they could be replaced with, to be totally, totally honest. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of power in the way that we choose to speak about ourselves. And for an individual, it can be totally fine for, you know, maybe there's someone who has totally embraced the word fat and and accepted and feeling good about saying, oh, I'm fat. And that's just another description they use like, oh, I'm blonde. I'm, you know, I have blue eyes or, you know, whatever have you. Um, but, you know, for some other people that that may not be a step that they can take. Um, and in that, if that's the case, I definitely encourage, you know, explore other words. Like how else do you want to describe yourself that makes you feel, um, you know, empowered and, and good about your body and, and, you know, feeling at home in your skin? Like what are the words that you can discover for yourself that that make you feel good? And that that to me can be a huge shift. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And I'm so glad that you're so passionate about language and that you understand like the history of words. And I, I agree 100% in that, like, I don't want any words to be good and bad, but uh -huh. it is so hard when we live in a culture that <laughs> de decides that for us and tells us what it means, like tells us what beautiful means and what ugly means. And then, you know, we kind of live by this conditioning. So like, as much as I wish we could just, you know, fat's just fat. Like, it's not, like, a bad thing at all. We can't really just say that and everyone be on board in the entire world. Exactly. You know, there'll still be people that have not entered this world we're in, which is really 98% of people. Yeah, and, You know, absolutely. like, and it's growing, which is amazing. And more and more people are discovering, like, everyone is amazing and awesome. <laughs> and, like, there's nobody that's really better than anybody else. But it's taking a while for everyone to, to catch up with that. But... Yeah. What, okay, so what else, what other ways do does language um, like break our relationship with our bodies or other aspects of life? Yeah, absolutely. So the other um, piece of language, I think, when it comes to this is the way we talk about our food. Um, and that, to me, has been such um, a pretty intense experience. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that can, can relate to it. I mean, we all – like, food is such a – community point, right? Like that's how we connect on so many different levels. Um, and, and I think the way we talk about food can be another way that we're trying to seek connection. Um, but you know, there are so many times that we speak about food in a way that, again, is very polarizing and creates like a lot of emotion within us and a lot of, um, you know, we can get hung up on those factors. So, you know, for instance, the idea of quote unquote clean eating is something that really gets under my skin, actually. Um, and I, whenever I, I talk to this, um, talk to clients about this topic, it's okay, well, if there's such thing as clean eating, what happens? Or, or perhaps if there's clean eating, you know, who are you when you are clean eating, whatever that may mean? Um, you know, clean gives you this idea of pure and a good person and, um, you know, morally right and, and doing the right thing and, and all of these things like that. And, um, but what about the the option of the other side of things? If there's clean eating, that means that the other way is 
dirty or or unclean. And so, you know, if you're not clean eating and you're going the other way, does that make you a bad person? Does that, does that make you, um, you know, impure? And, uh, you know, I mean, we're going back to like puritanical, you know, the very, very old language that and and beliefs that are seeping into modern day through the way we speak about our food. And, um, and I really, really think that by neutralizing the way that we talk about our food, it can create so much more ease in our lives. Um, but it's hard because it's so easy. Um, and like you said, you know, the culture doesn't really promote that um, as of right now all that much. Um, so it can be it can be tough to change those words we use and the way that um, we speak and think about our food. But um, I definitely think it's something to kind of experiment and explore. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's so confusing because like clean eating to one person could mean just simply shopping on the outside of the grocery store and nothing in the aisles. And then to someone else, clean eating means everything is non-GMO, everything's organic. Like if you exactly. eat if you eat beef that's not grass fed, then it's not clean eating and like then yeah. they start to feel guilty about it. And like what about dairy? Like there are hormones inside of cows and stuff. And yeah. so if you eat Greek yogurt, even though it's, you know, zero percent fat and not and it's plain and and uh, low sugar, whatever, right. it's not organic. So are you not eating clean? Like, like, exactly. are you not exactly. like, and then people just feel like they, they're, they're living in this world of should be. It's like, I should be eating cleaner and cleaner. And then like, it gets frustrating when you run out of money and you realize you're still the same person. Like, <laughs> the actual problem to begin with hasn't even been touched on. You're just focusing on your yes. food. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can, uh, that resonates real strong with me. I can relate to that so deeply. And it's so frustrating. I mean, you sort of feel like, you know, you're spinning on that hamster wheel and, and not getting any traction there. And, you know, there's only, uh, I don't know, I think one of the big sort of light bulb moments for me was when I was able to to shift that language and then realize how much freaking time I had been spending preoccupied on these tiny, tiny details that in truth were not making that massive of a difference and were actually distracting me from like big picture stuff, you know, my purpose in this world and what makes me happy and gets me lit up and excited things like that like these are the kind of preoccupations that we are spending our time on versus like getting out in the world and and doing big stuff honestly <laughs> yeah did you, did you almost feel like you didn't even know who you were like your life was just so focused <laughs> on food that like you were food and like when, yeah. when food was taken away from the picture you were like well who am I now Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that, yeah, that can be kind of scary. I mean, when we spend so much of our time having this, I don't know, we, we align our purpose around these these ideas that are honestly, you know, right now culturally accepted as as really important. You know, like if you are someone who quote unquote eats clean, oh man, you've got your stuff together. You know what's up, you know. Um, but I, man, the time that I spent being so preoccupied about my body, about food, about, you know, looking differently and, and whatever have you, I always felt like there was something else missing. I always felt like there was just a nagging piece within me that was needing to be acknowledged. And I was distracting myself from that by this, you know, intense preoccupation on, on all those things, on food and, and all of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes because we know that, 
we know there's something that bigger that needs to be addressed, we keep clinging to food even more so because we're scared of having <laughs> to face that. And like, that's the yes. last thing we want to do. And it's just funny because I feel like, like me and me, like whenever I was eating clean and obsessed with clean eating, like it's so funny when you go to my blog and you go look at 2012. Totally. My entries are like clean eating 101, like yeah. all the stuff about clean eating. Yeah. And, and like uh, there was a point in my life, and I don't know if you had this moment, but I thought about when I die, like what is my gravestone oh my God, yeah. gonna say? And I thought it would most likely say Madeline Moon. She was very good at clean eating. Like yes, what more is right? there? <laughs> oh man, it's so true. It's so true. When we have this identity wrapped around, you know, one specific thing like that, like clean eating or dieting or just being obsessed with um, you know, trying to reach something that that feels unobtainable I mean it it is it's like wait a minute I have spent all this time and energy and that's what I'm going to be remembered for oh my I totally totally relate yeah God, and it is, but it's a wake up call. And I am, and honestly, I feel so compelled to say that if there's anyone out there who's like, you know what, there is something bigger out there for me, like, be brave, please just be brave and do yourself and and the whole world the favor of, you know, getting out there and, and exploring what else, you know, it is that's calling for you, because I promise you, it's not clean eating. <laughs> It's not your purpose in life as much yes, as you want to believe it I is. Know. <laughs> so what kind of steps would you give someone to start that process? Yeah. Oh, man. I think um, it takes a, a lot of courage to uh, to finally realize when you're you're done with something. Um, and for me, the I just remember so clearly when it happened um, – the summer that it happened for me, it was just like this massive, I don't know, lightning bolt of realization. I am so exhausted by all of this. And and I think that first step is just acknowledging that what I'm doing right now is so not working. And it's not fulfilling me in the way that I want to be fulfilled. And and. And that's okay. Like, that's just the step one, right? It's acknowledging it. You know, we're talking like, um, you know, alcohol, not, Alcoholics Anonymous or something like having step one, acknowledge the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that can be, you can like sit in that for a while. You don't have to know what comes next. I, mm-hmm. and, and that can be scary though. That can be really scary knowing, all right, I don't want this, but I don't know what else it is that's out there that I do want. Um, and so, yeah, first just being like, all right, this isn't working. Okay, I'm good with that. And then starting to seek out what it is that feels good to to have that focus. But at the same time, you know, I I hesitate to almost say find a new focus because we can we can kind of redirect our energy and get obsessed with something else. And and I've totally experienced that too. And and I'm still trying to find that balance in in other ways. But um, you know, even if it's finding a way to turn that energy and focus into something that at least feels better and more fulfilling, I think that that's a, another really big part of that step. Um, and then I think along that sort of within those um 
two steps there. It's creating community that is going to support you in this new piece. Um, because if you are known as the person who's always on a diet and your friends know that, or the person who's always clean eating and your friends know that you're going to bring your Tupperware everywhere and they're cool with that, well, it can be strange for everyone to uh, all of a sudden have this, you know, new, uh, new piece of you come out. And um if if they can support you in that way, that's amazing. Absolutely, hold on to that and and ask for that support. Um, but if if you can't find that support with with what's around you currently, like seek it out elsewhere. Um, that's been so powerful for me. Um, we're so lucky with the way you know technology and social media and everything connects us so quickly and so easily. I promise you, you can find people who will support you in in this new uh, kind of experiment that you're going through, and and that can make such a difference um, in not feeling so like scared and alone. Honestly, in in trying to to figure out next steps for yourself, because you know most of the journey looks different for everyone. There really aren't you know exact like ten step program kind of thing. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say they say that you know you're most likely to be similar to the top five people you spend the most time with, or the five people That's, you do. Well, yeah. with social media, you I mean you're being influenced by thousands of people, so oh. that's why it's like maybe they're not physically with you, but if you're spending a lot of time with them, it's kind mm-hmm. of similar to like being you know one on one with someone. So you have to be very careful about who you decide to let into your life, whether it's, you know, at a coffee shop to meet up or it's looking down at your phone and seeing what they're doing that day. So true. So true. Yeah. And that, I mean, if we're talking other steps, I think that one of my biggest recommendations, and I, I think I do this with just about every client, is go through and weed out your emails, <laughs> Facebook feed, Twitter feed, Instagram, everything. Weed out anything that doesn't align with where you feel you're going or that is aligned with what you want to leave behind. Um, you know, just unsubscribe and, you know, unfollow, whatever you need to do. Honest, and it, you know, it's almost like protecting yourself. Really, it's it's creating more of the environment that is going to make you feel good. And if people around you, um, on social media, you know, in your phone, whatever, if they're going to keep promoting stuff that you want to leave behind, well, then you know, you also need to leave them behind too if you're going to really step into this this new piece of yourself. Um, but I, I really do think that 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 can be huge, you know, changing your, your inbox, <laughs> your newsfeed, all that kind of stuff can actually be surprising. Um, once you, once you make that change, it makes a huge, huge difference. Like yeah. I, I do the same exact thing. And I feel like that can really be a deciding factor for people when they're like, do <laughs> I want to change? Do yes. I want you know, cause it's like a comfort blanket, like a safety blanket to know that you always have that little addiction. Like if you're addicted to looking at other people's like food intake and macronutrient intake and that, you know, if if it's your macros, hashtags, whatever, like taking all those things off, you're really making a conscious decision to not put yourself in a compromising situation where you are going to be triggered and you know, okay, if I go look at that account that like really triggers me, then I'm going to go, you know, straight over to my fitness pal and like get obsessive about my, my macronutrients. And if that's you, like 
this this message right here is like specifically we're talking to you. Like, you need <laughs> yeah. to do it. It'll help you a lot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I I like how you said you know know your triggers. And I'm um, I think that that is again it's an experiment and and learning what it is that that can set you off and can have you kind of tumble back down that rabbit hole um that that you don't want to go through. Um and and learning as you go along and and just being a student of yourself again and again and again. I really do think that um, there's a lot of power in that and just being open to to learning again and, and seeing where it takes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And like for these people who are on this journey and they're pursuing something that we like to call balance, <laughs> <laughs> where where does balance go wrong these days? Oh man, definitely. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because this word comes up in literally every conversation I have, you know, with clients or, or just women I'm, you know, having a discovery session with like the word balance is everywhere. We're all trying to seek balance. And, and I think it's funny because when you think of balance, it's like, oh, I am in the middle of the seesaw. There is no like back and forward action on either side. Like I am steady and and there we've got it. I am balanced and ta-da. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that it's just I don't think that that's actually the goal. I really think that balance is about being able to um create the you know that that being able to shift between the two sides of the spectrum, but and, and with ease and comfort, but not like bouncing from one end to the other, like massive pendulum style. It's much more about, all right, I've shifted a little bit one way. Perhaps I'm, you know, an example, say, okay, like Thanksgiving, right? You know, eating all the food and it's there and you're with family. And and I hope that you are enjoying it, the food that you're consuming and, and just really being present with that and with your family. And okay, so maybe you've eaten, you know, a little bit more pie or, or too much sweet potato casserole. And it's like, okay, that actually doesn't feel all that awesome in my body. Recognizing that, cool. But you know what? I'm not going to dwell on it and I'm not going to push myself way to the end of that side of the seesaw. Instead, I'm staying sort of to the middle still. I'm a little bit off center maybe, but you know what? I'm slowly moving my way back to the middle and creating balance again. I am balance in the sense that you just are able to be a little bit more flexible and it's like um like giving you a visual right so you're standing on the seesaw and you're just kind of like balancing with the weight you know you're playing back and forth with it you know you're able to um just be at ease with it and not so rigid um that to me i think is is really what balance is all about it's about feeling much more at ease in whatever situation comes along and and not having so much pressure on yourself to to stay strictly in the middle and 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 not being able to explore either sides with you know curiosity and and a little bit of fun too um I think I think that there's you know and, and like I said it's different for everyone though all of this is is so different and it'll look um unique for each person but I do think that it can be the idea of balance is like oh I never stray to one side or the other anymore I have created perfect balance and look at me oh god that sounds exhausting quite frankly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and like even then that's just giving yourself another like standard to meet in a way, like uh, yes. even when you're, ado- you're adopting this balance thing and like secretly 
you're like, what is balance? Like, yeah. <laughs> who's doing balance? Oh, God, what does this mean? Like, you listen to other people talk yeah, about, like, yeah. oh, I have so much balance in my life. And you're just like, so do, so do I, I think. But, like, right. wait, what does your balance look like? Because my balance looks like this, you know? And, like, if you're not meeting their balance expectations, then you're That's... still a bad girl or you're still a good girl. Like, you still have these, like, labels for yourself. Like, yeah. it's hard. It's very hard. And, like, it's a tricky situation. And my question for you, then, would be, like, so logically – I, for a lot of people, when they have Thanksgiving dinner and they eat too much pie and then, you know, they'll get hungry again. That's a great thought to keep in mind. You will get hungry again. It's not <laughs> like you're going to be full and feeling round yes. forever. You'll, you will get hungry. And if you have adopted this mindset where it's like, you know, just get back to that equilibrium spot of feeling good, you're probably going to go have some nourishing foods different for different people. To someone, it could be a whole bunch of dairy. To someone else, it could be a whole bunch of rice, like whatever it is. Um, but what if you are the type of person that when you have those Thanksgiving foods, um, maybe you're still very overweight or you have a lot of weight you want to lose, but having these foods trigger you in a different kind of way, not really a mental way that you've been restricted, but more of like a actual hormone kind of way. Like you're just Mm -hmm. addicted to, to that taste of sugar and you just want more and you can't get you can't like just, you know, start eating vegetables and like it. You just want more and more and more. Like how do you advise someone that really has that addiction to sugar or has that kind of desire to eat everything forever? What what would you you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think in that regard, I mean, and and just to be clear, like that's I wouldn't say that this is my expertise or anything like that, and I don't, you know, I don't focus on the more um, perhaps like scientific and and hormone um, side of the equation here, but I really do think that there is value in in finding someone who can help you understand what it is your body is doing, and and by having that understanding, I think that you can then actually create a better relationship with your body where you can be in partnership knowing that okay a lot of what's going on right now is because of my past and because of what has you know um perhaps my previous eating habits movement habits um you know uh genetics anything like that that goes into it you know that that has created where you're at now but then to be able to go forward with knowledge and and create a better relationship that actually helps you to want to be in partnership and want to to team up in a way that is going to help your body thrive in in a new and and just more fulfilling way possible. Um so I do I think that there's a lot of value in in understanding the body. Um and and that can, you know, look different for everyone whether it's, you know, having another coach or perhaps reading and um you know, learning on their own and, and having a doctor of sorts, things like that, but I do really think that there is just an immense amount of value in really understanding the truth about our bodies. Um and then and yeah, and I just I so so deeply believe in in the level of partnership um with our bodies and how it can really, really impact our our lives going forward, and being able to, um, you know, move out of that constant mindset around food and um, exercise and body image and things like that. Uh, the relationship with our bodies is is just huge. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is definitely the most important relationship we'll ever have, and unfortunately Absolutely. for a lot of us, 
it's the worst relationship we have. And, you know, we have to really come to terms with that fact and say, you know what, my body is always trying to heal me. It's always trying to help me. It gives me the ability to hug people and make friends and talk (laughs) and jump up in the sky and dance and drink and have fun. And like, I just, it's always trying to, I don't know, it's always trying to like make you feel alive because it gives you the ability to be alive it's just an amazing thing once you can really <laughs> think about it and I don't know I'm getting all yeah. sappy over here I know I love it I love it I mean that's what I get jazzed up about it's you know when we can realize what a gigantic gift we have mm-hmm. by um by having this this vessel to you know fulfill what we're here to do and um and I really do think that it can be so hard though to see it from that perspective when when we I like, you know, talking about culture again, when we're in a culture that may not yet um, really view our bodies that way and instead views it as something to be changed and um, forced into different shapes, sizes, you know, things like that. But um, yeah, we are damn lucky. There's mm-hmm. no, no lie to that. That's for sure. And, um, and I think whatever you can do to help make that a, a truth in your life can, can only benefit you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> I know that you no longer exercise. Correct. <laughs> You're done with that. Truth. I do not exercise. Exactly. Yeah. Tell and us why. Like, Use me? What? <laughs> so I, when I broke up with dieting, I also broke up with exercise. Um, and for me, this also kind of goes back to where we started with the language piece. Um, for me, the word exercise brings up all this stuff that reminds me of how much I have hated my body over the years and how much I've tried to restrict and change and, and force it into something different. Um, and so for me, I, I've decided not to use the word exercise. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't move my body and challenge my body in new ways and, and find different ways to really feel alive. Um, but for me, it's just, it's not using that word that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> so instead, yeah, I, I speak about movement. And um, for me, that looks like a lot of yoga. Yoga was sort of my, um, I think it was really my doorway back to myself, even before I realized um, how much I wanted to get out of dieting. I think it was really the the first experience I had um, of being able to connect with my body in a way that wasn't punishing or restricting. Um, and and I, you know, and I keep saying it, but it looks different for everyone. And I really hope that each person can find a way of movement that is fun and makes them feel alive and and connected with their body in a way that I am, you know, maybe they haven't found before. Um, But, you know, that's my relationship to exercise. And, and yeah, so I, I ditched exercise and found joyful movement, fun movement, pleasurable movement, like, and it's way cooler. <laughs> I love that so much. And I, I just 100% agree with that because like, you don't really realize it at the time, but like the, the relationship you have with food is very closely tied to the relationship you have with movement and at the time exercise like if you're 
even in like very literal ways, like if you're going to the gym at a certain time, you're scheduling your meals around it and you want to make sure that you're eating a certain amount of food to make it either like beneficial for your goals, for your physical goals, for changing your body. So the food, the way you eat result is result by like what exercise you did that day. And, you know, taking out one part of the equation helps it a lot help. Is it a lot? Oh my God. Is a lot easier to focus on the other thing like food, like taking out, minimizing that stress of meal timing and, you know, like making sure your post-workout and your pre-workout is perfect. And a lot of times people will think that they actually enjoy this exercise that they're doing, but it's not movement to them. Like it really is exercise. And they're so addicted to having this label. Like I am the clean eating, exercising girl. And like, (laughs) well, everyone watch me, ask me what I do to look this way, blah, blah, blah. And you don't realize that deep down, you actually are not enjoying it at all. And you need that break to find out what you enjoy. What would you like tell people to do to figure out what they enjoy? Like say someone is lifting weights all the time and they think they enjoy it, but maybe it's really not the best for them. What steps should they take to go figure out what's the best kind of movement for them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it, it comes down to, again, being a student of yourself really and, and experimenting. Um, you know, I think one of the coolest ways to find it is honestly, just, this is so silly, but just like start moving in whatever way feels good. That could look completely spastic and like some, uh, someone who's having a seizure maybe, and that's totally cool. Like embrace that. Maybe do it in your room by yourself, but just embrace it. But I, I really do think that, you know, um, connecting with your body in a way that is not so, um, perhaps robotic and, um, restrictive and and what you generally think of as exercise I think it is a new way of of connecting to the way that your body um is 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 formed is created is like is present um and and so that I I think it's fun I I love dancing like I I'll wake up in the morning sometimes and just like crank some music and bust a move and and look like a total fool but damn it if I don't feel great and feel like alive (laughs) after doing it you know (laughs) I And so I think that it's, again, an experiment. Maybe for someone, it's being able to be outside could be a really big aspect of that alive feeling. And so get outside and and see what happens. You know, maybe you're just like running circles around your house or you're hiking in the mountains or, or something like that. You know, it, it, it can come in so many different forms. Um, and I really just think, being aware of how you want to feel is probably step one and then finding or experimenting with ways that help to fulfill that desired feeling. Like for me, I want to feel super connected with the way that my body can move. And for yoga, that's what it does. Having a a really great yoga guide in a class where, you know, she can say something to the effect of, you know, send your hips back in space. And like that, to someone who's perhaps new, like the vocabulary that's used in yoga can be really strange. But if you are fully present in your body, it is such an amazing way to 
to reconnect and be deeply, deeply in your body and knowing those slight movements, how they can make such a profound change in the way you're experiencing a pose. So for me, that's that's why I love yoga so much. It's this really cool way for me to experience my own body. And in whatever way you can experience your own body and, you know, and have fun with it, um, go for it. Just, yeah, play around. Who knows what will come up? Maybe you'll invent a new way of moving. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that being vulnerable through this process is important. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Vulnerability is, um, that's scary stuff right there, you know? Um, but in vulnerability and courage, um, I just, I think those two play together so, so deeply. Um, and, and while it can be hard to do so on your own, I really think that's where community comes in and having people who are going to cheer you on and, you know, let you be in that vulnerable space um, without judgment and and help you like laugh at yourself, you know, and and be there when stuff gets, you know, tough and, and feels frustrating and you feel like, you know what, I just want to go back to to my clean eating habits and because that's all I know and all that stuff. But, you know, that's that's not really maybe what you truly want and, and having that support system to to keep you, you know, keep you accountable in, in the sense of your vulnerability, you know, versus accountable in the sense of, uh, you know, what was on your plate today. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, vulnerability, huge, huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a really good practice for breaking out of your label just because you'll discover there's more to the world than your label, like whatever it is that you're really good at and people know you as go try something else and you're not good at it. Yes. <laughs> like you have a lot of work to go. And like, if for some reason it just helps you just to not be so cocky or like addicted to this, oh, man. whatever right. you call yourself, whatever it is, there's more out there in the world. There's a lot more that you have no idea how to do. You, you're not even interested in it because you're so focused on one thing. Why not learn it? And you know, like experience yeah. that process of vulnerability and being humbled and being bad at something because it's exciting and like if you're <laughs> anything like me you're gonna want to get good at it and yes there's never I don't know it's just it's very interesting like because you can get so caught up in what you are good at like lifting weights like I mean it's once you get it down it's pretty simple but then you go out and you try to try a CrossFit class or a gymnastics adult gymnastics class we got to move your body like a child like yeah there are adult gymnastics class where it's trying to like connect you back to the way you could move when you were a kid <laughs> like remember when you're a kid and you can like do a handstand fearlessly and do oh, a God, cartwheel God. beautifully and like today what like we can't move our bodies like that unless we've been practicing and oh yeah trying and that I out think, oh my gosh absolutely and I think that restriction is you know, saying oh I can't do that that comes from fear really that like, you don't know what you're capable of honestly I mean you can surprise yourself on so many levels if you just open up to that that vulnerable space and and have the courage to kind of explore it I think that I think we can always surprise ourselves and that that's fun right there man seeing what you what you thought you weren't capable of and then have that come to light man that that's good stuff that's good stuff right there <laughs> it is okay so you you created something called a happy list can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about what this is yeah totally so 
For me, the happy list, it kind of is along the lines of, you know, gratitudes. Um, but my happy list is stuff that it brings a smile to my face and just reminds me of, you know, like we were talking about the big picture stuff, right? It's the things that open my eyes up to the bigger picture, the bigger world out there, the things that, um, you know, light me up and and kind of keep me on track with with my, my purpose, I almost want to say, I guess. Um, and just, yeah, just reminding me to, to have fun too. Um, and, and I haven't, I wrote that one a while back and, and of course they change and new things come up, but, but there are certain places and things that will always be, um, you know, those, those moments that just make me smile and, and make me so happy to be alive, man. Like, right. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the reminder that God, we've got it good, you know? Um, and, uh, I so encourage anyone to, if, you know, if you're having a tough day, like that's where to start, just write those things down that make you smile and, um, and bring some happiness and, and hopefully things, you know, turn around and, and you kind of keep moving from there. <laughs> so what's something on your list that, you know, we, we wouldn't expect to be on your list? Oh man, I don't even remember what's on the original list, but let's see here. Um, oh, let's see. Okay. So I, I love to travel. Um, and I also love the Spanish language. And, um, so I think one of my absolute happy, happy moments is whenever I am able to, uh, Reimmerse myself in a culture um, and and pull off a Spanish phrase like flawlessly and and be able to create conversation and just um, in another language and and totally be in that moment. That to me is just I feel so expansive and so connected to uh, oh, man. You know, being in a new culture is talk about vulnerability and and <laughs> trying to make another language. Um, come to life can be can be a real intense but very rewarding experience and I'm um, oh god I love that I love that so much I am um, and and I'm hoping to to get traveling out here again and be able to practice my Spanish because it's getting a little rusty but um, it's very near and dear to my heart no doubt about it that's awesome <laughs> I was trying to think of like the first thing that would pop in my head and you're yeah, just like not that I'm comparing or anything yeah. <laughs> Not that yours is better, but I was thinking like the first thing that popped in my head is my little chihuahua when she snores because it's the oh cutest my thing goodness, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> You're I like traveling and speaking Spanish. I'm like, I really like it that when my dog snores. <laughs> so, see, that's the thing though. They come like in so many different shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who the heck cares what it looks like? If it makes you smile, if it lights you up, uh, embrace it. It's all good stuff. It does. Like I will, like I'm that creepy, like... I feel like a mom. I really do. Because she is my baby. And, like, she sleeps with me every night. And she sleeps longer than me. She goes to bed earlier than me. She sleeps in. She's oh, like a child. And, hilarious. I mean, not a newborn baby because she'd be up all the time. But she, I mean, I'll just, like, sit in bed and, like, stare at her sleeping. And, like, she just starts to do this, like, really cute, weak snore. And then I just smile. And then I spend, like, ten minutes staring at her. And that's my meditation for the day. I love it. I love it. It sounds good. Well, there's a lot of love in that, I'm sure. That is very, very cool. <laughs> so tell me, the last question I have for you that I ask all my guests, what would be the number one tip you'd give someone for strengthening their mind-body connection? Oh, man. I'm... Oh, 
the first thing that comes to mind, it probably sounds cliche, but again, I want to say it looks different for everyone. Um, that being meditation, uh, that for me was a really, really powerful tool to get back in touch with um, my relationship to my body and and the partnership with my body. Um, and, you know, meditation doesn't have to look like, you know, sitting in a beautiful room on a perfect satin pillow with your candles and what you know, it doesn't have to look like that at all. Maybe it does. And that's awesome. If that connects with you and that makes you feel good, cool. But maybe it's, you know, going out for a walk and, and feeling your feet on the ground and your hips swaying, like whatever gets you quiet and gets you tapped into what it feels like in your body in the very, very present moment, that is such good stuff. Um, I think that there's a lot of powerful stuff that can come out of that. Um, you know, and, and not the least of which is, is reconnecting to your body um, as she is or he is, um, you know, in, in the now. Um, and yeah, and like I said, it looks different for everyone. So don't just brush it off just because you think of, you know, monks in saffron robes whenever you <laughs> hear meditation. But Or you, you don't know, have Lululemon. Yeah. Okay, you don't have yep, Lululemon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. Meditate naked if that makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I think I think that's um that's first and foremost and and just however it works for you and it doesn't have to be this like half hour long sitting in silence session you know try a minute try 30 seconds of just sitting quietly listening to your breath and and see what happens see what that does for you and go from there (laughs) awesome great advice and Emily where are you headed now Oh my goodness. I think 2015 is going to be a pretty cool year. I am very excited. I am I think there's going to be some changes in my business and I'm hopefully some travel, uh, good stuff like that, but I am I don't know and that's kind of cool. Like I'm mm-hmm. really really excited. Uh, and even though it's it's kind of uncertain right now, I'm 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 pumped. I'm really pumped. <laughs> Awesome. Great, great, great stuff. I'm so excited for you. So tell the, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you and then we'll wrap this up. Cool. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm online. My blog is the Emily Jean. That's T H E E M I L Y J E A N.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Instagram, excuse me, at the Emmy Jean. So that's the E M I j-e-a-n and i'm on facebook too you can find me there i'm i love jamming out with people on the social sites so get at me and um yeah if anybody has any questions you know you can always um reach out via my blog or or social and i'm i would so love to connect with uh your listeners and and thank you for having me (laughs) oh my gosh of course i'll make sure that i have all of the links um at the show notes for this episode, that'll be mindbodymusings.com slash emily-jean. 
this has been an amazing episode and I definitely have to have you back sometime to talk about more <laughs> stuff because we just have like this awesome chemistry and I love I it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. It's amazing. But yeah, I uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and and big love to all your listeners and keep up your amazing work. I'm so glad that uh, we've connected and that we're in the the same kind of spaces here and I'm, you know, I just really encourage anyone who's curious about this to yeah be brave be vulnerable and have fun (laughs) that's a great great thing to end it with all right we'll see you later emily take care thanks again for listening friends i'm maddie moon and you have been enjoying the mind body musings podcast if you enjoyed today's show please be sure to rate and review it in the itunes store as well as subscribe also please remember i'm glad to continue the conversation on my website mindbodymusings.com where you can also sign up for my free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self-esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. This is coming from an ex-fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.